Hi, I'm Mary Kennedy. Hey, I'm Sue Merlino. And you're listening to Menopod. Menopod. Yay, Sue, how are you? Hey, Mary. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I am good. Um, so, guys, I'm so excited. Uh, Sue's excited, too. We've got an incredible, incredible, incredible lady in the studio, sort of. Uh, she is an amazing stand-up comic. I love working with her. I've been able to feature for her a couple times. A widely recognized uh, actress in film and television. You've seen her on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You've seen him on how to. I've seen her. Seen her on How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, Pretty Little Liars. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, everybody. You've seen her everywhere. She's been on the Tonight Show. Everybody, put your hands together in the virtual audience for Miss Kathy Ladman. Everyone, Kathy Ladman. You know, when you said you've seen him, I was thinking. (laughs) I've been through menopause, but not that intensely. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's it's. I, I'm lucky my brain still works, Kathy, because I'm in perimenopause. And uh, oh, stop bragging. <laughs> For you. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, ladies. No, I mean, but, uh, you know, we started the page on Facebook, Midlife Mood Swing, because none of our mothers wanted to talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I come really? from I come from Boston area. Sue comes from Boston. I know you're from New York. You know, yeah. it was it was a spell. My grandmother would call it a spell. I heard it a spell. My mother just said, you know, it's when I don't have my period anymore and I can't get pregnant. Thank God. Like that's all well, I heard. They call it the change. She's going the, to change. the change. Like they would excuse women from the room. You know, oh, she's going to the right. change. Or like like that they would blame any hysteria on menopause, you know, like anytime anyone would cry or, or, or speak out of turn or whatever it was that they didn't like that they were doing, they're like, oh, she's gone to the change. You know, yeah, hysteria, hysteria yeah. comes from, is the same word root, word root as hysterectomy. Mm. You know, it's, just, it's, uh, right. it's the same ridiculous uh, kind of, you know, oh, the women can't handle that kind of thing, you know? Right. Well, and it's because, you know, the witch trial started in Salem because of menopause. Anyway, that's for another day. That's another day. Anyway, um, okay. so, so Kathy, I've seen your, your sets a ton of times. It's been so great to work with you as a, as a feature comic. There's one joke that I love where you talk about toilet training your daughter while going through menopause. How, how, I mean, it's hilarious. Now it's, it's, it's been whittled down to what a setup and punch. It's a great right. joke, but what was that like? Like, how did you well, do it? Well, I, um, I mean, I became a mom when I was 48, which is crazy, really crazy. I mean, I, it was sort of a long process. We went, we were, and we went through the adoption process and then I tried to get pregnant while we were going through the adoption process and that didn't work. And then we ultimately did adopt my daughter from China. So it was, you know, I, I didn't like intentionally say, I want to be a mom at 48, but it just kind of worked out that way, mm-hmm. but it was exhausting. I mean, it, it's exhausting. I'm sure for anyone to be a mom. Um, but you do have more energy when you're in your twenties and thirties sure. than when you're pushing 50. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's, it, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was really, it, it was unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Well, listen, I had my kids late in life and, you know, it was sad when I was at my kid's school 
and you know, the women in the PTA, one of the girls goes, uh, we were all, we're going to get together. And, uh, she says, I can't this weekend. Cause I'm going to Vegas for my 21st birthday. And I just my was like, God. <laughs> and you know, her kid was in kindergarten. I was like, all right, you know what? So I, I get it. Not to that point. I mean, I did, it was funny cause I was 34 when I had my daughter and I was 30, almost 36 when I had my son and you know, they called me, they said that I was advanced maternal age for my son. Um, you know, so uh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't, I don't buy that. I had a friend, I had a friend who became pregnant at 45. I mean, I think that's an advanced maternal age, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think 36 is, 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 is old to have a kid personally. I don't think so. No, but, I mean, it, you know, but it was just funny because it was like, you know, and then my, my OBGYN who delivered my son this year, you know, I have a Marina IUD cause I thought I was pregnant again three months after my son was born. She oh, said, yeah. Let's keep it in as long as we can. And then maybe you'll be all the way through menopause. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like, you know, I'm a car at this point. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I, first of all, I'm, I'm still on that woman who was going to Vegas for her 21st birthday. She had a kindergartner. So that means mm. she was pregnant when she was 15. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's nothing to emulate. Yeah. No, yeah, no. No, no, I know. But, and that's my, you know, now that I have a 15 year old, like that's my, I, you know, I worry. I, I know. Isn't that amazing? Um, Sue, oh. how old, go, go ahead, Sue, what were you going to say? How old your moms were when they had you? Because my mom was 20 when she had me. My mom was um, 30, 33. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And my mom was 22. Yeah. So she, but I know. was the, I'm the, uh, I'm the youngest of three girls. Oh, okay. So, so she had her first child when she was 26, but it was, it was a world war two thing. So she, they got married in the middle of the war and then they started having a family after the war. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was 26 when I had my first and my first is now 26. Um, <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh no, wait a minute. He's 27. And, um, I was, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. 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 Oops. Yeah, well, that year. Okay. <laughs> What's he doing? Um, he's living in Las Feliz. Uh, he moved out to here with me from Boston and he's working in the art industry where he's, oh, cool. yeah, he sets up artist venues and artists in residency programs. He matches artists with museums. So oh, that's so cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and he studied abroad, which was kind of cool. He studied over in Paris for a year, <gasps> and that was wow. really fun to have that opportunity to go visit him. So, Sue, because you had, you had two sons, right? you didn't feel the push to necessarily talk about menopause with them, did you? Oh, I talk about it all the time with them, yeah. You do? Yeah. I want them to know what we didn't know and no one told us. But yeah, no, I I just make sure that they understand and know what women go through because I just think it's important. Good. You know? Yes. Do do you feel, Kathy, it's time to talk to your daughter about it? I know she's in college now. Do you feel? She she knows. I mean, she, she knows about it because I was going through it. So she heard me talking about it constantly. And she, you know, she's always called me grandma. In fact, um, which is very, I know, it's very, very flattering. But um, 
you know, when we were living in, we were living in Minneapolis for a short time. And, um, one of, uh, the neighbors thought that we, Tom and I were Milan's grandparents. Sincerely. Yes. You could have been. <laughs> yes. I mean, I really could have been, I mean, 48 is, it, it is possible to be a grandparent at that age. Yeah. Yeah. But you- not in my life. But do you feel like when I had my son, because I went through, you know, having my daughter, I felt completely ready, uh, in quotes, that I was, this is the time to be a mom. I knew what I was doing this time. Did you feel ready when you, at 48, you had more knowledge? Yeah. Did you feel like ready for it? No, no, I didn't feel ready at all. I don't feel ready today. I mean, I really, I really feel that, um, that it, that it's, uh, it's, I don't think I'm a natural at it. I really don't think I'm a natural in some, in some ways I am. I feel like, um, I feel like I'm a very honest mom. Um, and I, and I, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like that. Like there are certain women who really kind of take on the role of, of mom very, very easily. And I, I found that it was in, in, uh, it, it was in a conflict with the way I'd been living my life. For so long. I mean, I was single for a long, long time. I got married when I was 41 and then I became a mom when I was 48. So I really, you know, had a very career oriented life and still do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you do too, Mary, I know that. Uh, yeah. so how, I mean, I, I mean, how does that work for you? I have a super supportive husband who still doesn't take the trash out, but that's fine. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I think, I think for me, I didn't know, you know, my kids know this. I didn't know if I was going to have kids because I was working in New York. I was a baby comic in New York. I was doing seven shows a week. And then I moved out wow. to LA with my boyfriend, now husband. And mm-hmm. for me, and it, you know, there's probably moms out there that will gasp. For me, my career always came first. I know that sounds probably awful. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, <laughs> you know, it yeah. came first. And you know, I had a mom who had a band growing up. So my mother would say, "Please don't get sick. It's funeral time. I'm doing church, you know, church funerals because I'm an organist, and then I have gigs at night. Please stay well." I mean, that's who I was brought up with. So, you know, I think for me, I was able to balance it. And what's kind of weird about this business, I didn't book any, I booked one acting thing when my son was first born. I did a Funny or Die, Rick Overton, who we know is the director. I remember the craft service had a latte machine and I kept, my breasts kept leaking in the middle of these shots and they had to stop, you know? And I was like, okay, but you know, I did that. And then for like three years, I was not working and it felt weird. I did stand up here and there. I wasn't going on the road. I was, you know, Mm. so I had the three years to really, and then I started working again and my mother-in-law was amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not a typical mom. I wasn't the, you know, cooking, you know, for the kids bake sales. I wasn't, you know, me neither. I mean, I really wasn't, I really wasn't involved in school very much. I mean, I, I was, you know, and I'm not, and I don't cook. I, I mean, I, I, I fall short in those areas. I mean, admittedly, ha, I mean, how about you, Sue? How, how, would you say you're typical or atypical as a mom? Um, I don't know. I think we're, we all kind of take on whatever it is. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what the definition of that atypical, atypical right. is, but I mean, right. I, 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 agree. I, 
I was getting my bachelor's um, when I was pregnant from my first son and was still working on that. So I was back to school. I was pregnant back to school. And then I wow. uh, I ended up, I got a teaching degree at, at Leslie University and ended up opening my own like family daycare because we still needed the money to come in. So I oh. had my two kids and then I had four other kids um, <clears throat> wow. in my house just to, you know, make some money. But yeah, so it was, it was hard. It wasn't, it wasn't easy at all. I wasn't really, you know, that wasn't a career move for me by any matter of means, but I was just making it do. I'm sorry. My daughter's, my daughter's interrupting me. She goes, what is this about you being a bad mom? Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear her take on this. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm saying I'm not, I'm saying I wasn't typical. I wasn't a typical mom. She's, she agrees that I was not a typical mom. And everybody, Kathy's daughter, it. ladies and gentlemen, I love it. We've never, this is the first time on the menopod. Let me bring my daughter in. Come on. We should. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, 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 no. This is fantastic. It is fantastic. I want to hear her take on it. Oh, she said she's fine. Don't worry about she it. She worked it. Yeah. Nice. She'll be That's in therapy nice. for the rest it. of her life. <laughs> No, I think, well, you know, listen, Kathy and I had, you know, off stage, so to speak, we've had talks about aging and we've had talks about, because I, you know, my mom didn't tell me really anything. And that's, what's interesting. Did your, I mean, Kathy, did your mom talk about menopause and aging? No, and motherhood? My mother, not at all. I mean, my, I, I don't know if it was a generational thing, but my mother was not very forthcoming about anything having to do with sex or, relationships. I mean, my parents really had, I think, a terrible relationship. They fought constantly. Mm -hmm. um, somehow they managed to stay together and be married for 63 years, but I don't really think that it was the best choice for everyone, but that's what they did. And um, yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot, there was a lot of um, posturing uh, in my family, you know, things are fine. Things are fine. Right. And things weren't fine. Right. Things weren't fine at all. Yeah. You know? We see that like sweeping things under the rug and then no one yeah. ever dealing with the big mound of dirt that's under there ever until it's right. too late almost sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's how it was for me too. It was like, let's not talk about feelings, emotions. There was never any, you know, relaying of information that may have been helpful. Right. Um, you know, now I'm going back and like, can we talk a little bit more about your breast cancer and my and her mother's breast cancer? Because, you know, I get these questions mm -hmm. asked all the time. And, um, you know, it's good to have that information. But even that was a secret. Like, no. Wow, one that, and, and and that ran in your family. Yeah. Breast cancer ran in your family. Oh, and they didn't see that. That to me would be in a very important conversation. Right. Yeah. Any other cancers you want to tell me about while we're at it? You know, I just did yeah. genetic testing and which was great. And, um, you know, a couple little things get flagged here and there, but it's nice to have that feeling. They want to know all this history. So I have to, you know, go back and forth. Sure. But yeah. So I remember they would whisper it, you know, it was like she had cancer. Yeah. You there know. was a lot of whispering. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not as old as I, but, but there was a lot of whispering being done back then. Yeah. And, and then maybe not in every family, but, but in, in my family and, and by my mom in particular, and my I father wasn't, I know, was petrified yeah. of the Protestants. 
cats. I didn't know what they were or, or, oh my or, God. or why I should be afraid of them. Really? Yeah. What are we in? What are we in? Uh, Belfast? Well, I my mean, great grandmother's <laughs> from Ireland, right? Well, so, I know. Yeah. yeah. My, so, my grandmother was, yeah. You know, she was she'd from be looking Southern out Island. the window and be like, oh, they're Protestant. And I'm like, who are we looking at? Like, I didn't even know. Honestly, now I'm afraid no, of the cats. Yeah, no, I don't blame you, the Catholics. But, you know, I think I think ultimately, you know, I think we've been talking a lot about women's health care. Hold on, my my daughter's taking money out of my wallet. I'm sorry. How much money did you just take? Uh, $40. You just took $40? Yeah, I just took $40 and that's yours? For the car. For the car? I'm sorry, guys. This is not really the way one does things. It's okay. Is she driving? Yeah, she she has a car. Oh my gosh. This is exciting. Yes. No, I love this stuff. This is real stuff. It's okay. You better pay your mother back. Honey, talk to me about this later. I can't really talk about it now, okay? <laughs> this is when they ask okay. all the really good questions. Bye, honey. Have yeah. fun. When I'd oh, be on God, a long I'm phone sorry. call, they'd be like, hey, is it okay if we bring a six-pack in? I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know, really, when, you're, when your attention is divided, <laughs> that's the time to do it. Yeah. Um, so, so here's the thing. Let's, 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 uh, and she said goodbye to you. I know. I, I have goodbye and I'm shaking my upper arms. Are flapping. <laughs> Bye, honey. At least she says goodbye to you. That's, 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 that's progress. She that's what I get to like. She doesn't normally. She's doing she that for, normally. The, for the, no. for, for the camera. Yeah. For, for Hollywood. Um, yes. So, so let's, let's jump back a little bit about, you know, yes. women's health care because the, and I told, I've said this story on the, on the show before. My cousin, Larry, male, everyone, told me that I should get tested for breast cancer because for the BRCA gene, because he got tested because his wife got cancer and he wanted to be tested for his daughters. He did not have the BRCA gene, but he came up with something else. And he was the one that told me about all the breast cancer in my my aunts, my grandmother, my mother's mother's family. And I, and I talked, this is what's so crazy. I talked to my OB about it, you know, my GYN. And she said, yeah, I am seeing an increase of your breast cancer possibility. You know, now, you know, you're at 16%. So with that information that you gave from your cousin, Larry, we can, you know, if we have to test you, we know now. Could you imagine? I heard from Larry. Wow. Thank you, cousin Larry. That was really nice of you. So, so for you, um, you know, Obviously, you know, Milan is adopted, but you are talking to her about this stuff. Did you know, um, so so what about your own self-care, Kathy? What are you doing? You know, the breast cancer did not run in my family. Mm-hmm. I'm the first person in my family to have had cancer in my extended family. Um, and it was a it was a complete shock, complete shock. It, it happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. In fact, March 6th will be two years since I had my surgery. That's, that's how, that's how I entered COVID. Um, I I had my diagnosis on February 4th, March 6th, I had my surgery and and we were in lockdown. Wow. It was crazy. I mean, you know, a couple of weeks later and maybe I wouldn't have had the surgery so quickly. I mean, you know, who knows? Wow. So what would have happened? Did you have any, yeah, I got in. Did you have any idea there was something wrong or I went for a mammogram and they saw some uh like uh they called it calcifications. Um, what thank you, calcification yeah. 
And, and I, I remember getting the letter and I was like, Ooh, and, and my husband said, well, it's better that you know, and you do this. I said, yeah, you're right. So I went in for an ultrasound and then I was waiting in the room and the, and the doctor came in with another doctor and I was like feeling, and I did not like the looks on their faces. And they said that they wanted me to get an, a needle biopsy. Mm-hmm. So then I made an appointment to get a needle biopsy. And then I waited for like five days. I mean, it was really that it was not handled well. And I find, and I finally, I was a nervous wreck. I I remember I I poured myself a glass of wine. I was, I was in bed, um, not, not under the covers, but I was, I was in my bedroom having a glass of wine and my phone rang and it was the radiologist. uh, And I could tell from the sound of his voice that it was not a good phone call. And I was, I fucking melted down. I mean, I was just, I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. This is not what happened to, in my family. You right. know, and, and then, um, but I was so lucky. It was so early. Mm-hmm. I was stage one, grade one, was very lucky. And all I had to do was get surgery and have three weeks of radiation. Wow. That's amazing. And now I'm on, I'm on medication for uh, another, about another two years. I'm on medication. So did they have to like test your lymph nodes and all that? And well, I don't. They only had to remove one lymph node. It was clear. Just to check. It and out. um, and I did get tested. I did have genetic testing yeah. done, and I was and I was clean. Oh, fantastic! Wow. Yeah. And you and you have a sister. So did you talk to your I have sister? Two sisters. About, oh, two yeah. Sisters. I spoke. Yeah, spoke to both of them, and um, and I had an aunt who had a mastectomy, and um. I don't remember if she actually had breast cancer or if they were giving her a mastectomy as a preventative measure. Oh, interesting. I can't remember. You know, I should remember this. This is an important thing to remember, but it was on my father's, it was on my father's side. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't, I have to ask, I'm going to have to ask my cousins again about that. So, um, yeah, that's a little sloppy on my part. I should know that, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, because well, it can uh, carry through. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll have Cousin Larry give you a call. He seems to be Please. The... <laughs> Please have Cousin Larry give me a call. You know, he seems to be the, you know, I was like, holy crap. Like, that's not the kind of, you know, email you want to get, you know, like, oh, by the way, um, no, I think it's great in a, that you're willing to share this, Kathy, because, you know, oh, I, of course. I saw your... Um, your video out on the socials, you know, on, um, oh, world, yes. world cancer day. And I, I think we're empowered by our stories. And I think, you know, also with the menopause stories and I mean, my grandmother, my father's mother, she may maybe had a gynecological exam when she had my father, but then wow. she sort of shut down. It was like, no, we're not going to do that. And she ended up in her early 80s having spotting. And she said to my mother, I remember we were at lunch in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And she said, you know, in her Irish brogue, she says, you know, I think I'm having my period again. And my mother said, no. She says, Uh you got to go to the doctor, lady. And sure enough, she had ovarian and cervical cancer. Oh, wow. And like like fourth stage. I mean, we were talking because she never... you know, she, I, I assume she, she didn't survive that illness. No, 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 no. But it was so interesting how 
ill-informed my grandmother was that she thought she was getting her period again at 83 mm. and <laughs> you know and how i was able to remember that because i'm very pro like talking about everything now because you just you just don't know you know you just don't i want to yeah, be able my to tell my kids in. yeah <laughs> hey matt you might as well come in and say hi <laughs> All right, oh. I'll make dinner in a little while. Everyone relax. <laughs> Everyone calm down. Yeah, no. It's, no, it it's, is important. Like information and education is huge, you know, and like just getting a mammogram and those calcifications. I know I, I get that tagged all the time every mm-hmm. time I go and it's like this whole thing. Um, but it's important. That's part of, I consider part of self-care, you know, like yes. going and just being proactive and just getting that done and right take care of that like the the last time i went for a pap though they were like we'll see you in three years i'm like really three years well yeah that's what they're telling me now because well i'm 66 so um you know i'm at a different stage in life but um yeah they say it's not it's only necessary to have it every few years wow so what was your surprise me yeah me too i mean what was your what was your conversation like with your family when you got the diagnosis I have breast cancer. That's what it was like. <laughs> I called and I said, I have breast cancer. That's what it was like. And my mm. sister was very together and she told me, and later she told me that she cried afterwards, mm. that she was scared. And I was, I mean, I was scared. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, we were, we were all scared. Um, but I mean, one of my, my other sister, my oldest sister, I called her and I said, I, I just got the news and I, I have breast cancer. And she said, get out. Like she didn't, she didn't believe it. Wow. Like Elaine from Seinfeld. Get out. I don't want to hear it. She didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's hard. You know, it's hard to hear, you know, and, and, um, so I'm so glad you're through the other side. I think it's really, yeah, and, I also, and I also had friends who had gone through it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which, which made it, um, easier for me to have their experience to, you know, lean on. Yeah, definitely. And you talk yeah. about those five days and it is crazy that they just let it kind of, it's not like they were waiting for a test to get back. They already knew the results, you know, no, and it's just like it, they were getting around terrible. to it. Yeah. It was terrible. And I called the office and I said, this is wrong. She says, we have the results. I said, well, have somebody call me. Right. This is terrible. That's yeah. That's a, that's that waiting game is for anything that, that I feel like yes. we need to speak up and make that change. Cause it's just not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. But Cedars is a little different because I went through a bunch of liver testing and I got all my results online. So yeah. me being the good Dr. Google that I am, I went on and researched everything and thought I was dying. So things are great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the test results, I read a test result. I got a, um, I, you know, after I was diagnosed, they, I had various um, tests and I had to get an MRI or a CAT scan. I can't remember what it was. And and then I read the, um, oh, it was an MRI, and I read the um, results because it came through on my um, on my portal, the medical portal, and it said that there were some unspecific um, mass uh, in the lung, and I was like, my lung cancer! Uh, and <laughs> right. my husband said, you know, this would be a good time to have a Xanax. And he just led me, he led me to the cabinet and I took his annex and he was, he was right. It was a very good time. That was a perfect time. Yeah. That's what you say before. That's what it says right on it for diagnosis of cancer and Google searching. That's right. (laughs) Take, take a annex. No. And then when the doctors finally got in touch with me, they go, we're unimpressed. 
I go, right. Yes. Really? Yeah, that's a medical term now. <laughs> Thanks. I hear that. Really? Yeah. 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 No, you're fine. And, you know, and they're like, you know, we're more concerned with that. You might have had pancreatitis. I go, I thought we were talking about my liver. Anyway, things are good, but Jesus. So, yeah. you know, um, and this brings us to sort of our final topic. Like, I don't want to say goodbye. I could talk to Kathy all day long. Um, so now, I mean, your resume is amazing. You've been on shows that, you know, you wrote for Roseanne. You've been on shows that I would love to have been on, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, uh, Pretty Little Liars, How to Get Away with Murder, all this fun stuff, you know, films, Charlie Wilson's War, you know, every, all these great, great directors. Um, so now that you're in aging, cause you do talk about that. We're all, we're aging mm -hmm. all the time from the time we're born. Um, are you more excited by the roles you're getting now? Are you excited by the opportunities? Are you, do you feel like you're in your own now, you know, who uh, you are or how's it going? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just another, you know, I've, I've kind of, I've kind of graduated to a, a different category. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's, um, I definitely do know myself better now than I did 20 years ago. Sure. So yes, um, there, there is that, but you know, the, the roles I was going up for 20 years ago, I'm no longer, are no longer viable for me. And now, you know, yes, I am going, uh, going up for uh, older women and grandmother roles and, and things like that. And it's fine. It's fine. You know, I basically, um, you know, Doris Roberts and, and Ruth Gordon are my heroes. I'm, I'm banking, I'm banking on that kind of career, yeah, you know, nice. a, yeah. a late, a late in, a late in life that, Zets is a Yiddish term, like a, like a, <laughs> uh, like a, I can't even, I can't even describe we'll it. We'll Google Zets it a, later. Yes. A, like a zing, a zing. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and do you, you know, I've heard now that, you know, I'm rounding the corner of 50. Don't brag. I know. Um, my question <sighs> is, do you feel that comedy is timeless? Do you feel like your stand up is timeless? Do you feel like it's changed? Do you, I feel don't know. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I've been, it used to be that stand, I, stand up was any, everything, everything to me, mm -hmm. you know, and I, now I've been doing it for 40 years and, and it's not, mm. it's not everything to me. I have a lot of things that I'm doing. Um, I'm an actor, I'm a writer. I have a solo show that I'm getting ready to put up. Um, I have other things that I, that I do besides stand up, but I used to, I mean, I, I, there is a part of me that misses that time because it was so simple. It was, it was mm -hmm. so clear. Mm -hmm. My, my raison d'etre was so clear. I was a stand-up comic. I went on stage. I listened to my set. I took notes. I improved upon it. I went back on stage the next night, et cetera, et cetera. But now, you know, I have a lot of place spinning. So it, things are really different now than they, than they were when I started doing stand-up. Right. Yeah. No, I don't know I, if that answers yeah, no, it does. I mean, I think, I think I'm much more ready, you know, and Sue, I don't know if you feel this way too, to really say how it is now. Whereas I was worried about, well, is this the set that everybody wants me to be doing? Or is this the character I should be portraying? You know, whereas now mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really give a shit. I'm like, you know, whatever, this is who I am right now. Right. Take it, take mm -hmm. it or leave it, you know? Um, right. And so, so how are you feeling about aging in general? Well, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like the upper arthroplasts and I don't, I don't like, you know, having, um, a belly where I didn't used to. And, and I, 
don't like having these sagging, you know, sagging creases in my face that I didn't used to have. And I don't like that. I can't see my eyelids anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not fun. I get it. It's not I fun. It. I, I, I do like having gray hair. I do. I have to it's say beautiful. That. Great it's liberation. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Did it's, you do that? Very Is that all natural or did you force it's all it? all natural. Yeah. It's all yes. natural. And, and I just got so tired of coloring my hair. I just said, I'm not doing it anymore. And I was discouraged. I was discouraged by my by manager at the time, and I just basically finally said, "Fuck it, I don't care." Right. I mean, this you could always dye it for a role if you if they. Yes, have to, and yeah. I could always wear a wig, and I mean, there are always right. things that can be done. But I I think my hair has has served me well yeah. at this point it's in my life. Fantastic. It's beautiful. Yeah, and so you know, I think, and so do you feel like you're really in your skin? I know this is a. This is kind of a woo-woo California thing. Do you feel like you're really in your skin? Like, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I think that I'm really in my skin and under my skin, and and <laughs> and I'm trying to kind of get my skin out of the way, basically. But um, I bet, like having your daughter in college, like that age makes you younger. You know, I think that. You, you think so? Yeah, I think so. Oh, having okay. her in college. I'll take it. Yeah, having a having a child in her twenties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're trying to relate yeah. to her, and I'm sure that that makes you feel younger. You know. Yeah, and, you know, and and I have to say, I'm I'm a very youthful person, and I always have been a youthful right. person, and and I continue to be like that. I'm not. I am not. I I'm not an old. I am not an old person. Right. And I don't know if I ever will be an old person, other than by years. Right. You know. I mean, I hope to be an old person in years, but. But not in not in uh, intellect or emotion. I you know I feel like I stay pretty present. Yeah. And I in mean, the, gr- in the time growing up, when my parents hit fifty, I thought they were like over the you know like mm-hmm. you're done. You you know mid age. Right. Yeah. I couldn't relate, and you know they were old. They're old people. But now right. they're eighty, and they're like not old. <laughs> you know, it's just like they're still skiing and riding their bikes. And really, you know, wow, yeah, they're oh. still skiing. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Well, my dad is. My mom's not. So she never skied. <laughs> wow. Anything, but yeah. Skiing? Yeah, I he went it. skiing last week. Well, they live in New Hampshire. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. No, my and my and my cousin Cal. They just had to like... go get the mail. I mean, it's not like they're. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going. They're just going to the stop and shop. That's yeah. all they're doing. They're going to the stop and shop. Skiing to the stop and shop. Yeah. <laughs> As Victor Beto says, they're going to get their uh, milk and their bread. That's it. Uh, so one last thing before we let you go, Kathy. Yes. Uh, if people want to see what you're doing, what's happening, where you're going to be, where can they go and, and see all that fun stuff? Well, I mean, they can go on social media. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or do you have a Twitter and Instagram? Social I have. A, I have. Yes, I have. Uh, at Kathy, basically it's Kathy Ladman, except Instagram is Kathy Ladman and the number one because I, I made a mistake on the first one and I didn't have and I had a, I couldn't remember my password and I couldn't undo it so I had to make another account. That's good, you're number one. So <laughs> everything is Kathy Ladman except for Instagram, which is Kathy Ladman one. Do you have anything uh, fun show coming up or fun TV spot for us? To um, I not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of yet. I've been auditioning and I have, um, I had a call back the other day and I have a couple of auditions that I have to get done this weekend. So it could change by the time this drops. It could, I, there could be something and I, but I can't tell you now. 
Yeah, no, well, I, stay I hear tuned, you. People. Stay, stay tuned for all the fun stuff that Kathy Ladman is doing. <laughs> I'm so grateful you're in my life, Kathy. You've been an incredible oh, thank woman. Thank you, Mary. And, and it's uh, so great to meet you, Sue. Yeah, nice to meet you. I hope to see you out there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, everybody, you have been listening to Manipod. I'm Mary Kennedy. And I'm Sue Merlino. Have a great day.